0: Welcome to Successful Parenting, where we, Jackie Rue and Robin Choquette, share practical skills for families to build resilience and healthy connections. As practicing professionals and parents ourselves, we hope this podcast is a resource for parents to grow, reflect, and learn more about themselves and their children. Our approach is simple, tangible, and most importantly, we lead with compassion for the integrity of the families we serve. This podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for informational purposes only. We love our work and we can't wait to watch families gain confidence and open themselves up to new ways of successful parenting.
1: Good evening, Robin. How's it going? It's I'm excited to be back here again with you.
0: It is good. Yeah, it's always fun. I look forward to this. I look forward to our chats. I know we text a lot, but it seems like, you know, our conversations are fewer, but I always love it here we can talk about things that I think we both are so passionate about.
1: Well, and and this topic today is one that, you know, we've been talking a lot about this week and it really has to do with how we perceive our kids, how we perceive their abilities has a lot to do with how we react to them and how we respond. Don't you Mm -hmm. find?
0: So true. And we can all think about those times, how we respond to someone is really based on what we perceive.
1: And I share pretty openly, a lot of what I have learned and what I know comes from just what I've learned through The teens and the kids and the families that I've worked with, I had an opportunity this week to talk to a young man, he's 15, and he came to my office and school said, Jackie, you really need to see him. He's really anxious. And the parents had said, he's just so anxious. And I sat down with him and he said, interesting, I feel like everybody expects me to be anxious. I get called anxious and it really, I don't know that I ever feel like I have an opportunity to really talk about what's going on because everybody just kind of focuses on my anxiety. And a lot of times I'm not even sure I'm anxious. And it was so interesting, Robin, when I talked to the mom and the dad, they said, you know what, we do that. We label him and we describe him as anxious. And that really drives a lot of our behaviors And they talked about how they're going to switch their language and really allow him the space to reflect on what's going on for him. And what we found is he was really feeling stressed and sad about a relationship with one of his friends that was not going well.
0: So interesting. And I mean, it is so true that we filter the world by the information we've received, what we think and how we've interpreted That helps us to think about how we're going to respond. And I think that's so true in this situation that the parents continue to see him as anxious. And that's the lens in which they interact with him, right?
1: hundred percent. And I'm guilty of that too, right? I get, you know, set in a certain way, things are and kind of respond out of that. And it really is starting to challenge what are those labels we use in terms of how we describe ourselves, but also those around us.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know I'm really careful. I don't know if how you do, but when I have a new client, I will have them to complete paperwork. I always tell them that, I don't look at that paperwork prior to seeing them. And I let them know that because I don't want to start to have this interpretation of what I'm reading, I want to know them for who they are. And then I go back and look at the paperwork. And I do that based on just what we're talking about today. Do I create perception and gather all that information, how I think about things, how I react to it? Will it be filtered through that? And I try really hard not to do that.
1: Absolutely. And I know you are, I know we had talked earlier that you're going to be sharing some information with us, and I'm really looking forward to hearing it because I know you've done a lot of research in this area.
0: Yeah, I was looking and folks, you can look up on YouTube is Dr. Stephen Klein from the University of Missouri. And he has this series, YouTube videos, and it's really interesting talking about perception, kind of understanding how it impacts our language and understand what we do and how we do it and why we do it. And if you really think about perception, it's the cognitive process that helps us to kind of understand and, and create meaning, making sense of what we're seeing, what we're experiencing. All of that that that's going on around us, right? In the ways that we make sense what others mean is really fundamentally important to our communication. What we talk to this person about, how we talk to them, how we talk to others about this person is based on that perception. I just thought, Jackie, it's something that we have said over and over again. I know we do our research before we start saying things. We make sure we're not just kind of talking. We do it through research and through, you know, our own experiences, but I love this as an opportunity for our listeners to go out and even listen, you know, another opportunity to get more information that's really aligned to us.
1: Well, it's interesting, you know, as you say that and how we perceive things, how we organize information and even how we interpret it, really, it is like a three, three three-step process. And when I reflect back to when I was a child, and I think we have seen parenting has really shifted from our own experiences as children for many of us to where we are now. And and I remember, you know, as a child feeling like I did have a lot of control over my choices in my environment because I felt like in terms of things like anxiety and sadness, you know, I don't know about you, Robin, but my parents didn't really ask me a lot how I was feeling. And if I was struggling, I think my parents' expectation was that I was going to figure it out. Um mm. I don't know that, you know, looking back that we really use the word anxiety or depressed. And in some ways, I think that's not a good thing, right? Because I think in a lot of ways, the expectation you know when we were growing up is just figure it out and kind of deal with it and so i don't know that we always had the opportunities to process our feelings the way kids do now today but i also remember having more almost resilience to know that i will be able to work through this no matter what happens it is going to pass and and that really did impact how i saw the world around me and i hear so many today kind of have shifted and for many of our children they feel this I don't have control. I can't figure it out. And and how do we kind of come to that shift?
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it's so interesting, Jackie, you know, in our families, all of that gave us information, right? And sometimes it was direct and sometimes it was that unspoken of how we kind of interpreted being vulnerable. Should you not be vulnerable? You know, you can't be sad. You need to kind of pick it up and not do it. And if we think about all of our experiences that has really more than likely influenced the way we think about things. And as you said, you know, perception comes in three parts. One is selection. So based on what I believe and what I think is right, I'm going to select the things that align to what I believe. And then I start to organize that and make all of these meanings. And then I interpret it through that process. And it's really interesting because that goes a lot. Jackie, you've talked a lot about this, of understanding your own family history and your own experiences and what you think about family. That starts influencing what we do today as parents.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I think that is just so true. And, and I know one thing that we've talked a lot about recently is is really helping our children develop a sense of confidence that they can manage when they're feeling uncomfortable, when they're feeling like it's a new situation or, you know, I have several children and teens that, you know, in the past have been described as shy or sensitive. And it really kind of constricts, it's almost like then they kind of stay in that place versus doing something different. You know, I had one high school girl tell me, you know, she's always described a certain way. And so she doesn't feel like she can really act different because it'll draw so much attention to her. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, we look at internally how we see ourselves as well as how do we see our ability and how do we connect to others around us and even really believe that we do have control over our actions. And like I had talked about previously on another episode, moving to when this happens from, I wonder if it'll ever happen and really taking that control. And so a lot of things I do think affect it, even things like how children see themselves in terms of their abilities, but also how others treat them. We know there's some truth to that.
0: So true. Absolutely. I think you do a great job. And we talk about this a lot of looking that attribution, how do we have our, and create an explanation for why others behave the way they do. We quickly start to gather that information of others. And you do a great job, Jackie. And I know you've talked about this and I keep saying (laughs) this, but I think about the kids that, you know, are taller or larger kids. And we quickly go in to have expectations for them are a different age than what they are. And I think we do that with our kids based on what we think about their personality. Oh, they're weak. I'm going to respond to them in a certain way. They're timid. Oh, they can't order their own. They're shy. They're an introvert. We do that. When we see those laces and situations that they're placed in, we automatically, oh, they can't manage that, I need to kind of react and respond in a certain way to help them through it. And I think it's really interesting when we think about those factors that, you know, really affect how we organize our thoughts and how much that influences how we behave and how we respond and communicate.
1: A hundred percent. You know, I was talking to a, a boy a few weeks ago and he's 16, but he looks, he he has not fully grown yet. And he looked. Yeah. I would say almost eleven or twelve. And he said, Everyone babies me. You know, it's he said, People will call me like names that think they think I'm a lot younger. And he said, I notice adults really tend to coddle me. And I think, you know, that's a perfect example, Robin. So often we respond to our children, you know, how we see them. And and a lot of times we see this with the older child. You know, if you have an A few children, the older child, we tend to view as more kind of strong and and together, and we tend to place more expectations on them. And I love how you said if you have a child that's maybe more shy, you tend to label them as shy and maybe have a tendency to do more. Or that child that's anxious, that you might say they're so anxious, we need to do more for them, versus taking a step back and allowing them to, even though they're anxious, kind of do things and be okay with that. It really is true about, you know, leading from our conversation last episode to now about how we start to view our children and even label them really does have so much to do with our mindset and how we react to them.
0: Mm-hmm. It It is interesting when we start to reflect. Now, again, you know, Jackie and I talk about this. This is not right or wrong. It's just a time to reflect and to think, wait a minute, am I getting caught up in that? Do I have the awareness of what I'm saying and what I'm actually responding to. Am I thinking about that or am I just in the moment? And we just want you to think about it. We just want you to go, wait a minute, pause, and let's think about it. And this isn't coming from a place of judgment. It's just Another way to probably enhance your parenting by being aware and being in the process of and that goes back to that growth mindset again
1: absolutely and and as I had you know shared with you earlier this week, Rob, and I had a mom who simply came to me and said, "I really am struggling with having a connection with my son, and she had identified that every time she saw him, she came in with like a leading question of you know are you going to go to college or what are you doing uh, you know with school or what are you doing and she just kept out of her own anxiety leading questions, another parent said to me, I will ask, are you anxious? Or are you okay? Or how do you feel frequently? And she said, just by shifting from that, which we, we tend to call leading questions, right? When we're leading in based on our own kind of perception or emotion, she switched to, how are you? How was your day? You know, Ooh, I like that, something that happened. And I think so often, you know, based on our own anxiety as parents, whether we're worried our kids are having a hard time or we're worried they're they're not OK. We lead out of our own anxiety with these questions and we encourage parents not say things like it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And instead, maybe shift to This might be really difficult for you, but how can you manage? And I think just by looking at some of the comments and and questions we make when we see our children, you know, maybe at the end of the day or after school or even in text, are those questions reflective of our worries or are we really trying to connect and allow the child to really share their experience, whatever that is, and just be there to listen?
0: Yeah, we have these assumptions. If I view my child, as you said earlier, shy and they get into a situation, I will quickly go into, oh, they're shy, they can't handle it because this is you know, stressful. I would feel stressed. I was also thinking about the assumptions that we start to make. person has a strong personality. And if we expect our child to be able to have a conversation with that person, we might try to come in and interfere because that person's strong and our child's shy. So really looking at, as you said you know the assumptions that we make and how those can really impact what we do
1: absolutely and and i think that is so true and we talk a lot about assumptions and also how we view our our children's struggles you know how do we view when our children struggle do we view it as an opportunity for them to kind of practice some of their skills and i love how miss mia said in in one of our previous episodes about how she really you know, like when they go to Costco, when they go to stores, she really allows her children to struggle with uh, when they, when they, she sets limits so that they can kind of work on it together. I love sharing in that, expecting our kids to struggle, expecting our kids to have difficulties and really aligning with them rather than coming at it like, oh my gosh, this can't happen. You can't struggle. We don't want obstacles. Wow, let's embrace this because I have confidence you can struggle and I have confidence you can take this on and I'm going to project that confidence that I have in you through my reactions.
0: I like that. I'm pausing because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you said so much right there that I think is so important to kind of reflect back on. I love what you were talking about there. You know, do we allow them to have those struggles? And do we encourage that in a way that is supportive without trying to bring them out of it? It was so great what you said there, Jackie. I can't think of exactly the words you use. I'm trying to. Rack my brains now because I was just like gobbling it all up, everything you were saying, but that was dead on. So true. So true.
1: Well, and I think so often, you know, when we have a concerning behavior with, you know, a child in our house and talk to hundreds of parents a week, and, you know, we're always going to have something we're concerned about with our children. I mean, that's the reality. If you have a a behavior that's occurring in your house or something your child's doing, you know, just think about kind of how the behavior is being reinforced and what is the need behind the behavior the child is having. And sometimes it's a need for more structure. Sometimes it's a need for more routine. Sometimes it's a need for more time one on one with us. Sometimes it's a need, Robin, for, not as much fighting, you know, you know, when we get stressed, there can be more conflict and power struggles in the home. And, and sometimes our our kids behaviors can be a symptom of a need they're having. And so when you have a concern with a certain behavior that your child is exhibiting, start to look at maybe what is the need, you know, do they need more help regulating, but a lot of times there can be a lot of answers that come from that question.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that is such a key piece of this, because, you know, as we talked in the growth mindset, looking at the outcome, I think this really gives us an opportunity to pause pause and say, wait a minute, how do I perceive this situation? Do I look at the function of that behavior? And that is so tied into everything that we're saying. I think that was dead on of what's the function of the behavior. And that's going to help me to decide how I'm going to respond, the words I use, what I'm going to do in terms of kind of helping my child through this. Great conversation today, Jackie.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I I do think this is one that I think a lot of parents uh, do enjoy talking about because so often there is hope. It's just really about taking a step back and kind of looking at how we're seeing and approaching the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks everyone for listening today.
1: Well, and I am Robin, I am going to try to practice some of this stuff. I could use a little bit of a reboot. And so I am definitely going to really kind of focus on the language I use with, even though my children are adults with them, but also I think this is going to be helpful for me in terms of just checking in with myself and my expectations. And I, I really do think it's helpful. And, and I learned so much for you, Robin. So thank you for today. And I look forward to our next episode.
0: Oh, thank you, Jackie. And I feel the same. Every time you talk, I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to subscribe and like us to catch our next episode where we will take you on a journey to find new ways of successful parenting.